Happy Monday and welcome back to the Black Zen Weekly Wellness Podcast. I am Jasmine and I am a part of your Black Zen team. As always, I am joined by my older, wiser, very judgmental, (laughs) (laughs) wiser sister. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, (laughs) I'll explain why she called me judgmental in a minute. Yes. Uh, But we are members of your Black Zen team and we are coming to you to finalize this month's series on love and relationships. But before we get into that topic, for anyone who's just joining us, our mission as an organization and as a social enterprise, as a nonprofit, (laughs) is to make sure that meditation is made accessible and relatable to a wide range of people. And it's also to show the connection between how having a meditation practice can start to show up in your everyday life. And that's why we use real topics. That's why we use real life examples to show how you start to look at a situation differently once you have a meditation practice. The way that you come at life simply changes. I'm so glad you mentioned that. We don't often share the piece about relatable enough, I Mm -hmm. think, because yes, we're meditation based, but we're trying to show through topics from this podcast, that meditation affects every piece of life. Yes. And can really benefit every aspect of life in really real ways. Right, which is why we have a different theme each month, which is why we do the monthly guided meditations to keep you focused on your focus, which is why um, you know we, we try to make a very special place on our website to give you more content than what you can get on the podcast, which is why we have um, all of our blogs that are listed there so that you can really start to see if I'm an active meditator and I'm behaving thoughtfully about my choices and about my life and about my relationships, about the people that I include in my life and about how I show up in my life, how does that change the more that I grow? And that's what, and that's essentially what this is. And so if you haven't checked out the new website, which you totally should, you can uh, check that out at blackzen.co. That's blackzen.co. If you have any questions about anything on our website or anything that we talk about on the podcast, we are real people. You can reach out to us at info at blackzen.co. We won't get to you right away, but we definitely will give you a response. So. Absolutely. Jasmine, that was the best intro I think you've had so far. I'm just going to well, go thanks. out there and say it. <laughs> I think because someone actually asked me a question recently and I found myself explaining it again, but they were like, why do you care so much about meditation? Why do you care so much about Black Zen? Why do you spend so much time and energy on it? And I realized it's because this is the one thing that impacts so many other areas of our life. And if we could really get a strong meditation practice going, how that starts to show up in everyday life. It's really interesting. Yeah. And for us as an organization, it's showing that it does impact everyday life. Mm-hmm. Being able to have these real talk conversations, as you heard last week, yes, <laughs> you know, and to show how meditation even fits there. When right. We're talking about choosing our mates. Yes. And looking at character, communicating with our partners. Mm-hmm. So. With that, we're going to hop into the final discussion Mm -hmm. on love and relationships for the month of February. Yep. Let's go back to the judgmental part. So (laughs) the reason Jasmine called me judgmental is because she knows my disdain for (laughs) rom-coms. And we got into a whole discussion earlier about rom-coms, why they work, why they don't work. Yes. But romantic comedies have a tendency to show the fun beginning pieces. The meet cute. It was it called? They call it the meet cute. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, everybody wants a meet cute. Okay, well, it's how the how they meet. I get it. Yeah, we want to talk now and turn our relationship focus to 
what happened 15 years down the line? Yes. Well, this is, this is, <laughs> this is where we got into the discussion because I look at them more as like comedies and I do romantic comedies because I'm like, oh, this is absurd. This doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> right. And I kind of like, I think the absurdity of it all is very sweet. And here's the thing though. It could be that cute and great, but that cute and great with any relationship usually lasts six months. Max. six months max and even when you really genuinely love and enjoy somebody's company there absolutely comes moments where you're just like i see you a lot right and i'm (laughs) tired of your face well and also (laughs) am i still willing to do this with you yeah i think that there constantly comes up moments where you're like oh this is something i hadn't anticipated am i still willing to do this with you That's what happens in a long-term relationship is that you continually ask yourself and your partner continually asks themselves, is this something that I want to continue to do with you? Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going with the last topic in this series is once you have had that, was it meet cute? Yes. (laughs) I'm using air quotes, people. I love the air quotes, yes. meet cute Mm -hmm. moment and you have looked at their character and you've decided that they work for you and that you guys are a good match. How do you keep that going? Yes. For years and years and years. In answering this question, we actually went to quotes from people who have been in relationships for longer than 20 years. Yep. So Jazz and I did our own research. I'll put it in quotes because her <laughs> research is real articles. Mine's looking at funny quotes. So, which I love. I think that says so much about who we are. So I accept it. So what we're doing now is we're going to share the quotes that we found mm-hmm. and say, does it apply? Yes. Or is it helpful? Mm-hmm. And does that make no damn sense? <laughs> We'll say, we'll, we'll call that the NDS. What? NDS. No, 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 no. Oh, you no, no. your own thing right I now? am. So, okay. it's like, so NDS, that, that's going to be the vote. NDS or I totally get it. Okay. Yes? Okay. So we'll start with your quote, Jazz. What do you have for us? So my first one actually comes from a very real person, not from an article. Oh. And I happened to be uh, celebrating a wedding. I was at the reception and it was the kind of place where they had multiple receptions happening. And I noticed that there was an older lady in the restroom and she wasn't in our party. So I knew she was with one of the other parties. And so I said, oh, well, what do you get? You know, what do you hear celebrating? Are you celebrating someone else's wedding? She's like, no, actually, I'm here. It's my 40th anniversary. Aww. And I thought, oh, well, that's so sweet. That's so lovely. And I said, um, well, what has gotten you to 40 years? I think that's really incredible because, you know, I'm here for newlyweds. And she was like, you know, everyone always thinks it's something really big, but the truth is, I just learned to pick my battles. (laughs) (laughs) And that that. to me makes a lot of sense. I like that. Right? And that's something I think our grandparents, I got grandparents were together for almost Almost 50 50 years. years, Almost 49 49 and a half. Yeah. Yep. And they were together that whole time. And we saw. It was a true till death do us part situation. It was. They met when they were like 18. Mm -hmm. Like it was one of those. And so something she told us too was. Our grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Never go to bed angry. And that's similar. Yeah. Picking your battles. But my quote in relationship to that is. Never go to bed angry. Stay up and fight all night. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. That's my new one. I love that. I'm bringing you new things. I love it because you know, whenever I hear people say, don't, you know, don't go to bed angry. I'm always like, no, sometimes you need a night to sleep on it or you need to be able to hash it out out so that you can get to a place where I can go to bed and not want to cut you in your sleep. (laughs) And that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) And I I appreciate that, that you acknowledge that there is this moment of like, we're either going to 
pause here knowing that we're going to discuss it later, that this mm-hmm. isn't over, it's not finished, and I'm not mad at you because I'm still here and I want to resolve it. But if I talk to you right now, it's not going to come out right. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not going to hear me because right. through tears or through anger. I want right. to come at this with a more level head. Yes, and okay. with a thoughtful approach. And so I'm going to go to bed because right now, if I continue talking, it's not going to lead to anywhere good. Okay. Right? So that's, uh, to me, that is the one caveat where it's like, I'm not going to bed angry. It's not resolved. (laughs) But I am going to bed saying, we're not in the best place to talk about it, but we are going to discuss it and it will be in the very near future. All right. So to to combine both of ours, Mm -hmm. it's never go to bed angry or get some rest and talk about it the next day and resolve it eventually. Correct. Or stay up and fight all night. Yes. I'm all for fighting all night. I, rather, <laughs> I like going to bed knowing that whatever's on my chest is now off. Fair. But that's just me. Fair. And that's you. That's how you communicate. That's True. fair. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So, Great. Okay. So right. this this is not an NDS. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah. No, I this totally one makes agree. sense to me too. Yeah. Uh, I'll start with another one of my quotes. Okay. Um, Do not try to change your spouse. That's as good as it gets. <laughs> I think one thing that people don't do sometimes is marry who they're marrying. Oh, yeah. You, people, you try to marry we potential. A, we, yes. We yeah. think potential. Mm-hmm. We marry potential. And while, I mean, last week we talked about how everyone's a beginner and everyone's growing. Yes. I get that. Yeah. But you really have to marry someone where they are, period. Yes. Not where they'll be. Or where you hope they'll be or yeah. what it seems like they might turn into. No. You have to truly love and value the person where they are with their in flaws. this moment exactly with their flaws and they have to do the same for you in order for you both to go into that clear-headed and working with the other person in real time yeah i think that yeah is something that keeps someone together for a long period of time here's the other piece i'll add to that though is that even though you are marrying that person and they are marrying you where you both are right now in this moment, I think, and it's, again, something we touched on a little bit last week, and we said we go into more detail into it this week, which is that we're all beginners at some point. And mm-hmm. even when we've been with someone for a very long time, there are still moments where we shift and we change, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way that you can go through life for 30 years and not change over time. So you have to keep approaching that relationship as if each new day, each new year, whatever, it's still beginning. Here's a good example of that. When you get married, let's say you're married for five years. Mm -hmm. When you have kids or if you have kids, you're beginning parents. It's a new new beginning. It's a new beginning. So you become a different person, I hear, when you have kids. Yes. And the relationship changes. Yes. And that's new. And we have to recognize that that is a new beginning and that's something that needs to get worked out. Right. So Yes, it's something that has to get worked out. I've heard that from quite a few different types of people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, I would agree. I think also too, like when like sometimes you can lose, when people lose a parent or when something traumatic happens in a person's life, if you know, a job loss or, you know, a shift to a new city, all of those are all new beginnings. New experiences. And we Mm -hmm. have to treat people as beginners. Yes. And I think one thing that we do with beginners that we don't do with people who we feel should know some things, mm-hmm. we give them more leeway. Yeah. We are more compassionate in their process. True. You know? True. Like, it's like a child. You're not going to get mad at them for something they don't know. Right. And I feel like right. We have to treat adults sometimes in these ways and have that same compassion because they're, this is new for them. I definitely agree with that. And I feel like the more that we can approach our partner as someone who is consistently growing, as someone who's consistently changing and being compassionate about meeting them where they are 
at each new moment in their life. Because what I think is interesting about a relationship is that a lot of times people think that you're just one big blob moving together. No, like no, I'm doing shifting pieces, right? We're shifting pieces, right? <laughs> yeah. And so I'm I'm growing in some ways, and you're growing in some ways, and I'm having certain experiences, and you're having certain experiences. And yes, we might come together at the end of our days to share what those experiences are, but realistically. I'm on a path and you're on a path. At the end of the day, though, I think my quote still holds. Yes. Marry who you marry. Yes. That's who they are. Correct. All right. Because if you don't start out with just that base acceptance of who that person is, any change thereafter is going to be very difficult. Yeah. You know? And and any change has to come from individuals Mm -hmm. and not necessarily an outside, what what your person wants you to be or what you want to be for them. It really has to be internal. Yes. Yep. All right. What else you got, Jazz? Let's see. So I actually, I looked up uh, an article that they were taking basically the lessons from a hundred married couples in America. Get there. I know. And so, (laughs) but here's what's interesting though. They said, marriage isn't meant to make you happy. False. No, no, listen. They Mm. said that- Indy, what's the acronym? Oh, NDS. <laughs> I'm calling NDS on this, but go ahead. Well, before, before you call NDS, listen to a little bit. They said that the most successful relationships are ones where both partners did not expect for marriage to make them happy because they were already happy. What they expected for marriage was to continually grow with another person and experience life with another person, and that they didn't expect to always be happy, but they expected to always be growing either together with that other person or growing as a result of being with that other person, even if that growing was working on shared goals together, but that it was about growth in their relationship and not necessarily about the other person having to make them happy all the time. I'm calling NDS on this, and I'll tell you why. How so? We've already talked about, I mean, this is this was a few podcasts ago. Okay. About how we have to come into relationships as happy people. Yes. And have happy relationships. Yes. So I do get that piece. But no one's going to marry somebody to think they're not going to be happy. Would you walk down the aisle and say, I'm not going to be happy with this person? No, but here's, here's where I'll play devil's advocate. What you are saying is, I am with you for better or for worse. I am, I am, I'm with you to be a partner. No, but listen though, because, because there are moments in any long-term relationship, just like with us, we actually talked about this in our, in our communication podcast, right? Like not everything is puppies and babies and roses. I so there are going to be moments where we're not going to be happy, but it doesn't mean that at any point I think of that as a reason to not continue a relationship with you. That's just a See, moment in our relationship. You're talking about moments in relationships. I'm talking about overall. No one should go into a marriage thinking, I'm not going to be happy in this. I agree. <laughs> That's false. I agree. That is foolish. I totally yes. agree. That that is, a, that is an NDS moment. Okay. However, I think when we think about a moment, sometimes in a long-term relationship, and we're talking 20 plus years, that moment could be a year. That moment could be six or seven months. You know what? You see what I'm saying? The next quote speaks exactly to that. Okay. (laughs) And it's this. Always remember three words. Let's go out. Mm. (laughs) That will help those six months and year stretches you're talking about. Oh, sure. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a way to find happiness, even when something's not perfect. Yeah. Let's go out. I love that. So I'm still calling NDS on yours. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's a way to... Find joy in the everyday, even if you're going through something. Sure. Let's go out. I like that. 
I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay, I fully I agree. Heard I knew you would hear I, that. I fully agree. I hear that and I respond to it well. Yes. All right. Okay. What's your next one? I'm with it. <laughs> so my next one is that, um, and this is another one that I think you're going to find really interesting. They said, hardship is sometimes the best thing that could happen to a couple. Why are yours all depressing? I'm just telling these. This Why is, is what this is what I read. I'm just I'm, I'm throwing it on the fire and saying, do we think this is going to come out? All right, so read it one more time. Hardship is sometimes the best thing that could happen to a couple, and here is why: because the way that you move through that difficulty really starts to build very strong bricks, a foundation in your relationship that then make it that much stronger on the other side of it. It also allows you to be there for your partner in a way that you may not have been able to be there before. So they learn to depend on you differently. And it shows a vulnerability and it shows a safe space that you both can come to when there's a hard time to say, this is difficult, but I only want to do this with you. I hear what you're saying, but I'm going to call this out as not advice. Sure, hardships help. Wonderful. That's not advice on how to be in a relationship for 20 plus years and be happy about No, it. this was lessons <laughs> from over 100 married couples in America so, about how they've made it this far. I for know, 20 but your years. lesson is have hardships. Bye. No, no. Bye. I'm calling NDS <laughs> on this. Year two for me, Jasmine. I'm, I'm not sorry. saying have hardships. I'm just saying rather than shut down or shy away from hardships, let that be a moment where you learn to work that out with your partner together rather than it be something where you both go to your separate camps. All right. Because at that point, then you're not in a marriage anymore. You are dealing with you and they're dealing with them. And that's not really a partnership. All right. <laughs> Advice from my research. Yeah, let's share some funny sites. <laughs> Beauty fades. So will eyesight. What does that mean? It means just like our rom-coms. Like, they show everyone at their prime, you know? They're, sure. like, in their 20s, sure. and they're adorable. 30 years later, 15 pounds later. Mm, fair. <laughs> five kids later. Yes. Everybody looks and probably feels different. Yes. And being able to adjust to that in a in a healthy way will keep a relationship together. I think that's very true. And it also speaks to um, really loving someone and being with someone, not for their appearance. Yes. Because that will change. And that's the whole point of my, my piece here. Fair. Is that looks change. Yes. And yes. I think any person who's been in a relationship for 20 plus years would attest to this as well. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think anyone who's been in a relationship for five or 10 years can relate to this. Yeah. Right? I mean, there are plenty of things that, that change over, t- over time in a person's body or face or whatever, depending on what's gone on. But this is where it goes to the piece of you have to genuinely marry the person that is there do you know what i'm saying well i'm saying that person there at 20 probably you know buff six pack <laughs> in 20 years unless it's some fantastic silver fox who knows? i love a silver fox who doesn't love a silver fox uh, but it's not the point sorry Jen. wrong topic <laughs> <laughs> what i'm saying is what keeps a relationship alive mm-hmm. for longer than a certain period of time yeah is being able to accept how People grow in their physical bodies as well. Oh, I That's see. That's what I'm trying how to they, say. How they change. If you marry someone out there, yeah, sure. When I marry them, they're awesome. Yeah. They look hot. They're dead. Sure, sure. They worked out for that day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that's, I, I thought that was interesting. I, I get that. It was, I get I that. thought when you have a long-term relationship, being able to look forward 40 years. Sure. And make sure that you're not just marrying for current attractiveness. Yes. 
Because yes. it's not going to be the same. I'll give you that. So I will give you that. This is something I thought was interesting in the article that I read. They said that number five on the list was committed relationships start with your personal commitment to yourself, which I thought was interesting. Oh, okay. Hold right? on. You know what? We have another like sister moment. Huh? Because my quote says, marriage is all about give and take. You give him something to eat. You take time for yourself. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's great. But that's not a commitment. That's it not is. like it's it's being able to still be your own person in your long term committed relationship. That's fair. What I think both is those that are what saying. you read out of that? That's hilarious. Oh, what did you you, read? you extracted a lot from that quote. <laughs> I did not get that from your quote. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was like give him something to eat so he can get out of your hair and then exactly. you can do your own thing. That's exactly what I'm saying. Oh, it's that gosh. alone time that I think it's about separation. To be up under somebody for 20 years? No, I think when people have space. Some separate interests. Some separate interests. Sure. That's what's going to keep something long lasting. That's well, yeah, because you have new things to talk about. You have something uh, to bring to the table. That's what I'm trying to say. Maybe I, I didn't see. explain that. You did well. not. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it now. So, what's yours? now I, so mine is about they were saying that, like, if you can't personally commit to things in your own life, how are you able to commit to somebody else? Which I actually think is kind of true. What? But I heard it all. See, this is where. Communication. Communication. (laughs) (laughs) But no, they were saying like when you start to actually, when you can personally commit to the things that you say you want to do, then that basically beefs up your ability to commit to anything else outside of that. So when you are, when you're getting married or when you're in a relationship, you're saying, I'm committing to you to be on your team and to be on your side. Right. So, but that means that you have to actually have that chip of commitment to begin with. I'm calling NDS on this. What? I'm sorry. I think this idea of chip of commitment is false. (laughs) And I'll tell you why. (laughs) The idea of a commitment chip is false. And I'm the perfect example. I will commit to things I want to commit to. Do I have a commitment chip? Not necessarily. But you do commit to the things that you want to do. I Which know, means that you want to, I would, I, if I am going to be in partnership with somebody, I would want to see evidence in their life that they have committed to something. That's not true. To anything. Pe- that's not, I don't, to anybody. That's like hiring somebody for a job when they have zero experience. I disagree. No. I think people can commit to what they want to commit to without having prior history of commitment. It's not a job. I'd like to see some receipts. <laughs> <laughs> so we can agree to disagree. We'll agree to disagree on that one. And it doesn't mean that they have to have been in a previous committed relationship, but it does mean that they have to show, in my mind, some level of commitment to something in their life. See, I don't know. I feel like if you met the right person or you met someone who did that for you, mm-hmm. all that goes out the window. All your past ideas of being single forever, playing the because field, you want to commit because to that you person. want to commit to that person. Oh God! Now I sound like the rom com, right? <laughs> but the, but no, but I, I I understand it. I understand it a little bit from your side, but I'm still gonna. All right, I, we're gonna agree to disagree on okay. this one. We we'll agree to disagree. All right. Yeah. What's your next one? My last one, and this is actually I was really kind of um, comforted to see it on the list because it's something that we have talked about really all of this month. Um, and I thought it was interesting that even long-term relationships uh, have said this as well, but they've said that they had to love themselves first. 
And that whenever they entered into a relationship, believing that the other person was going to feel something for them, that's when it didn't work. And that the reason they've been able to have these longstanding relationships of 20 plus years with someone is because this person was in addition to an already full self. Yes. And this one we know to be true 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we built our entire guided meditation this month on how to love yourself and how to be a secure person and how to, you know, really be a whole person before you enter a relationship with another whole person. Correct. That I would absolutely agree with, Jazz. You got one uh-huh. right now. <laughs> All right. There we go. Well, that was my last one, and I thought it I thought it was actually really very true. And it is nice to know that we weren't too far off when we were thinking about no. what makes a long-term relationship work rather than just focusing on the things that don't work. How do we start to study things that do? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I think that's enough to chew on. You don't have a last funny one for I us? I do have a last funny. Do you want oh, to hear it? I do want to hear okay. the last funny one. I don't know one. how funny you think it is, but I thought it was great. Okay, let's hear it. Similar to my favorite, which was, let's go out. I understand. Hmm. And you're right. <laughs> it is the fastest way to end an argument yeah. in communication and being able to incorporate things that diffuse tension yes. right away. Yes. Even if you don't truly believe that the other person is right, I think saying I understand is really helpful. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I was going to say, if you want to hear more about safe words and how to really yes. communicate on this kind of level and bring humor yes. to arguments yes. and, and discussion, yes, listen to the first podcast in the February series. Yes. And that'll give you all the safe words you need to keep a relationship happy. Yes. And I feel like a happy relationship is a long relationship. We'll end it on that for this month. Yes. Thank you guys for checking out the series this month. We'll be back, of course, in March with a whole new topic, Mm -hmm. a whole new guided meditation to help assist that topic. Yes. And just something new and something fresh for spring. I'm not even going to give it away. Yes. Something (laughs) fresh for spring. We'll make it a surprise. Absolutely. Love you. Hope you're doing well. And keep working on loving yourself so that you bring your best self to all of your relationships. Because as we have painstakingly Made clear, I hope, in February, every relationship has you in it. Have a great week and we'll see you in March.